I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Travis, Travis, Travis. What's up, man? That is my name three times for sure. Indeed it is. I, I, I wanted to do it in the following voice. Travis, 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 Travis. Oh, my goodness. And the reason uh, I started really like bad that. bad memories, but okay. <laughs> I knew it would. But I wanted to do the funny voice because, in fact, you rolled a thing. And the thing you rolled is DMs and doing voices or funny voices. You know, does voicing your NPCs actually matter? Like, should you do or attempt or try the voices and the accents and those sorts of things? Right, right. And the short answer is, if you're Vince, then no. Ooh. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to wound you. That's. I'm just joking. That's not true. That hurts, man. You cut me deep. Should absolutely. No, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. That's the point of the whole topic, right? It is the point of the whole topic. Yeah. Does it matter? Should you do it? Is it a bad thing? Who knows? Let's find out here on Undesign. That's that's what we're going to discuss. I think this is a pretty funny topic. I mean, because it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like people, he, many people DM, obviously, yes, in this yes. world. There's a lot of GMs out there. Yes. And many of them attempt to do voices to greater or lesser extent. You know, there's there's some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah. And so so here's my thought real quick. I want to get this out of the way. Have you ever had a uh, a PC that you've piloted where you've been a player where you had an affect or a voice that you used consistently throughout the whole campaign? Sure. Of course I have. Yes. OK. I think most of us have. Right. I was, I was about to rebuke you for, for, for asking me that, but obviously I, I forgot we're talking for other people, not just because <laughs> we know each other. Like, I, like, yes, obviously I use voices. Obviously. But yes, it's important that they know that. Travis. They we're, know that. I, I, I'd forgotten that that was the thing. This wasn't just a hangout. All right. Right. Let's right. go. So and I think the PC one is something we've all done and is generally pretty comfortable because you can kind of like find an affect or a register or a tone or, or an accent or whatever that isn't completely so silly that you're comfortable in it and you can stay in it relatively easily. You know, uh, so what I'm thinking is one of my favorite characters uh, I have ever played. I mentioned this before in previous podcasts is this Paladin Kafwin. It's been two and a half years since we recorded, basically, right? I mean, we just did an episode yeah. last week, but... I had talked about that character before. That game is still not done, that Marathon Trilogy, because our yeah, our yeah. friend Tom is very slow. Anyway, he has an accent, and his accent and affect is, I would describe it as George W. Bush light, okay? <laughs> so he's got kind of this Texas draw. Don't you bring politics into our podcast. No, I'm just saying, like, I kind of affect how it's almost more like Will Ferrell doing him, kind of. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's more like, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to get in there. We got to get them, guys. You know, just, I think we should, if we're just all positive about it, we're going to have a great time. And that's kind of, that's how he talks. I and mean, it's kind of McConaughey-ish too, though. So sure, who sure. knows where you're going with that? But then again, it's you. And we all remember what I said about you and voices at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you. Uh, but it's, it's comfortable for me to do is the point, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you've got it down. Like you, you understand it and you can do it without putting too much effort into it. I'm sure. Right. So the the difference here between being a PC who has a singular sort of different voice or, or affect 
and the GM who is potentially voicing dozens thousands of characters, of characters yes. a night, right? Yeah, thousands over the course of the campaign. Is that and and by the way, of all ages and races, and I don't mean races in the the the, the human world. I mean races like in like dragons the, and talking yeah. elks. You know, like who, sure. who knows a tree. Yes, uh, I've, I've done a tree before. Travis, would you like to do your tree again right now? What I is the grew tree towards say? the light on the seventh year of my seventh ring. I grew towards the light. Exactly. It's a great tree. I love your tree. <laughs> so the on the twenty-first ring, I grew towards the light. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing to me. Uh, so yes, the uh, the the point is that as a GM, you have to rifle through them so quickly. And let's be honest, especially when you're affecting sort of the uh, the the tone or the voice of the opposite sex. I mean, that's very difficult. Yes, for many people, some people can do it well, other people can't. So I have like two registers I'll use, both of which are bad. Yes, okay. they are awful. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're they're, they're terrible. Sure. Um, what one just sounds like you're kind of a meek twelve year old boy, and sure. the other one sounds like you're Mickey Mouse. So I don't know. I was gonna say specifically for women. So I have like the oh goodness, that, thank you for helping me. You know, like that. There's your, the, the, there's your meek twelve year old boy. Correct. Yeah, that's what I go for, like the meek female voice, right, or something like that. And then th- then I've got the oh yes, come here, son. You know, like the old crone voice, right. Uh, and like those are it. Those are the oh, only hi. two. Bring it on! Bring it on! Sound like that guy. Yeah. Those are the only two gears I have in female voices, mm. and it's tough because you try to like. I I don't know that I'm not a skilled voice actor in any way. In case that's not obvious from sure, the previous either of us five minutes. Uh, and so I I have no real great skill to 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 sort of imp- like. I think of the the person who voices Bart Simpson is actually a. a is a female yeah. right yeah yep. and, like she's so good at at affecting that accent and like everybody on that show is generally pretty great with with characters because they all have to do multiple characters and stuff but your stock standard gm is not that person right right your stock standard gm is you or me <laughs> yes so the question is is it better to do the voice and have it be funny like the? Well, i think like, the first question is do oh, you do all- like an apple you know like okay yeah, do, we get do it. voices in your campaign still to this day Every time, without fail, yes, a hundred. Okay, now is that because you're just addicted to doing it, or you have a good time doing it, or is it because you think it's effective? My answer is I think it's definitely better to do it because I think there is still something more to it, even if it's not great. Well, let me tell you what I think. Okay. Okay. Because I agree with you. I think there's something more to it. I don't think it has anything to do with actually how good you are at doing a voice. Okay. I think it's more more importantly how good you are at conveying a tone, okay? Yeah. Because I can convey a tone of an NPC in like seven different ways by how how, how I, I I produce their voice, okay? You can you can do a voice that's very very ominous sounding, even if it's a crappy ominous sounding voice, you're at least conveying the fact that it's ominous. Or yeah. you can you can convey a, a comedy situation with a funny sounding character, or a, a character has a funny affectation of some kind, right? Yes. It doesn't have to be an amazing voice to get the tone across. And what's most important here is the tone because nobody expects you to be a great voice actor. That's not your job as the GM. You're just supposed to convey the story. Okay. 
you're 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 not um, some some paid person reading for, reading uh, an audiobook. You're you're just you know you're an amateur RPG player. <laughs> okay, so no one expects too much out of you. What they do expect is for you to convey the tone of your story, though. I I love it. Yes, I I like that very very much because you're absolutely right. If I break into the my teeth swords, my claws spears, my tail a yep. thunderbolt, my wings a hurricane, and my breath death. Exactly. Like okay, yes. we get it. There's right, a, we, there's a tone though. You yes. set the tone. Right. And it's not funny. It's 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 meant to, to, to build up to something. Um, and then if you have some some funny sounding character, that's, Whoa, how are you doing, guys? You can do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can yes. do it. No, I think that's a good point because and, and I should state that it's also good because you can trick PCs that way. You can you could communicate the real emotional language of the scene. Right. Mm -hmm. By having that tone. So you can have somebody sound. Yes. You can speak in the, the you can uh, take on a, a funny accent to have somebody sound scared, to sound excited, to sound comedic, intimidating, whatever. And I agree with you. It doesn't matter how good you actually are at the voice. The players still get the emotion of what's supposed to be happening and will yes. react accordingly. But there's a meta layer to that where you can then also trick them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. You can you can use voices to trick your characters. Absolutely. And and you can you can have have a character elicit a different emotional response later in your story you know because you can have you can have some uh some meek person just you know ha you, you describe their posture changing and then as you describe their posture changing you speak their voice later on in the campaign and suddenly they're this powerful thing that they pe that everyone had thought was just nothing before it was just this nobody yep right yes like you can you can completely alter perception that way yeah i agree that's it's such a good point the it allows you to sort of communicate with this second layer that just speaking in your normal tone of voice, you meet the mayor. Hello, mayor. The mayor says, hello. How you doing? Good to talk to you. I mean, we did a previous episode about the difference in describing your actions as a player in the first person or the third person. Right. Oh, and, yeah. Like I go do this as a, you know. Right. Exactly. Saying like, yeah, my character says this to the person. Yeah. Versus as opposed hello, to mayor. How are you doing? It's good to meet you. We've been traveling long and we've come to warn you of a grave danger to your town. So as a player, it also helps you bring yourself into your character more. Like if you have a certain voice or tone that you use with your character, it, it brings you more into the moment. So it will probably enrich your storyline. Now I know that doesn't have that exactly anything to do with this particular topic because it's about DMs. But I think that's, that's a useful tip. Like if you think your character has a voice, use it and think about how you use it and that'll get you more into your story. I think it's exactly the same for the DM because it's, you know, certainly we think characters, players are going to be more invested in their characters, emotion and their emotional journey. And that's appropriate, mm -hmm. right? Because they're, they're a, they're a, an element that's going to be there for the entire run of the campaign, hopefully, assuming they don't die or something and not come back. But the, and, and as the GM, you will have lots of people come in and out of the scene but you will have some that maybe do stick around the whole time. If the PCs have an NPC buddy or a friend along or a talking dog or or, or a repeated villain, right? Uh, and so I think having that designated voice for that character is useful in the exact same way for, to you as the GM because it helps you get in the mindset of how that person would think and act and respond 
to the PCs when they start talking yeah. and saying whatever they're going to say. And it helps build a certain kind of texture into your scene that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that there's such an element to it also of then being able to separate. I am the GM now speaking neutrally and and sort of arbitrating on the game as storyteller. Right? And I am this character. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There's it, it creates this hard line. It's basically creating italics <laughs> with your voice. Uh huh. Right. Yep. Um, because then we know exactly where the dialogue begins and where the, the GM's voice as just neutral overseeing That's arbiter fantastic. God ends. I agree. Yeah, totally. It's definitely, it's definitely a cue. It's a, it's a, it's a cue that helps, uh, helps the players move from situation to situation properly. I like it. Yeah. What, okay. What's, what's, what's the, what do you think I'm going to say is the worst NPC voice I've ever heard? It is with, I know exactly who it is. This isn't a challenge. Okay. So it, it's a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, it was a skeleton. Yeah. Do you remember his name? I think it was. I think it was Xander or Alexander or something like that. It was Xander, short for Alexander. That's exactly yep. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he sounded like Mickey Mouse. Xander had a voice. That, I can't even do it anymore. I can't, you can't hit that do it register. anymore. You're too old now. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Xander had this sort of register like this. He would just kind of talk in this squeaky voice. Oh my god! And he sounded like a, that. He sounded like a cartoon character too. That's like. It wasn't just you sounded like Mickey Mouse, but when you spoke, you spoke in a sort of meter that sounded like a cartoon character at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hated that guy. He had this sing-songy child's voice, right? Yeah. Yep. But uh, it was purposeful. There was a point to it, interestingly. There was a point to this character. There was. Like, I, I, I was the, – the, the sort of story of this character – he spoke in this sort of, my goodness, Travis, it's so good to see you. I, I oh. really can't affect that voice anymore. And he would, you know, those very even measured sentences, right, where they all tend to be about the same, like a pseudo-iambic pentameter, right? Yep. yep. And uh, he he talked like that because he was this, the the, the whole backstory of him that we, you, you all were meant to discover was Xander was a talking skeleton. I mean, that's that's yeah. what he was. He was just a talking skeleton. Who couldn't be killed, as you all came to find out. Right. And he was actually this great and noble hero from a previous age, a paladin named Alexander, who had been, uh, you know, sort of killed in this cataclysmic explosion and prayed to his God. But like his 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 protective sort of aura wasn't enough to save him. And it had like it had preserved his life, but a second too late and damaged his mind and erased his memories. Yeah. So he was a living skeleton who couldn't be killed anymore because that's right. He job. was this weird undead undead. Yes. Who thought living he was undead. Still eight Something. years old. Yes. He lost every memory he had of himself mm -hmm. up until the age of eight. So in his mind, he was an eight year old. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that's how you portrayed him to the party. And yes. most of the party loved this character too. And so, so obviously you did this thing, right? Uh, you hated like, him, and you're like, and I did, I did, I was very critical of this character. Your, I remember your lawful good cleric, uh, you know, running afoul of some potential alignment troubles. Yeah, I mean, and that look, you got to forgive me that I was young, all right, and uh -huh. I, I made, I, I broke character a couple of times, sure, which is yeah. which is the problem. Like it was me, the human, t taking liberties with a character who shouldn't have done those things, right? 
specifically you wrapped Xander up in like a carpet of adhesion or flying no, or something? No, I, I tossed him. I said, get on this carpet of flying and say fly because travel yes. magic didn't work in this world. Okay. It cool. messed you up. It did all kinds of crazy, nasty things to you. And I was like, okay, well, this thing is just a skeleton. Now there, there's more to this. You see, we shouldn't have gone into this guy. I should, I shouldn't have brought it up. I thought it was such a good example for this talk, but my character was also like, I think it was a, a, a cleric of Kelimvor. Yes. He was like, he was the most anti-undead character of anti-undead characters or yes. something along those lines. And so I, I had been forced in, into this, this mutual relationship where I had to protect this skeleton thing or whatever. It was part of the party now or whatever. Right. And it was it, like, and that bled into the, the problem as well. Okay. And so I told him to get on a flying carpet and I told him to, 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 to try it because none of us would try it, obviously, because we knew that that kind of magic didn't work in the world. And then he did, and it did horrible things to him and showed him, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it showed him, like, H.R. Geiger, Giger stuff in his head or whatever. You right. know, like, yep. yeah, sure, insane sure, sure. visions of darkness and evil. Yep, that's uh, right. In his brain. And he fell off the carpet, and then I had to do that affect, and he was crying. So I had to do, like, right. that voice. Yes. But he was, like, scream crying, like, the way only a young child can do, because you had traumatized this innocent child, right? Yes, yes. So I'll bring it back to the voice, because that was a fun voice to affect. This, this, you thought the voice was bad before. Imagine it screaming and crying at the yeah. top of its lungs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Not, 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 not the, uh, the, the brightest moment of my RPG history. <laughs> but it's a good point that, like, at the same time, you know, looking back on it, the better way to do that would have been to, I wasn't actually aiming at annoying you all into torturing him. That wasn't my goal either. Right. I have part of the blame. You were setting you up like, a story. Sure, but you like mentioned, well, I was young and I acted out of character. Super fair. We've all done that, especially when we were all in our teenage years. And, you know, we didn't, yeah. let's face it. That's just how we sometimes were. Uh, but it was, I, I also take part of the blame here in retrospect myself because there were other childish voices I could have done, right? That I could put on that <laughs> wouldn't have been that unbelievably uh, annoying, grating. Yes. <clears throat> And perhaps you all would have been more inclined to actually solve the mystery, figure out what the heck was going on with him, and learn more about him if yeah, he had, if he had been a little fault. more welcoming. <laughs> I was just saying, most of it was my fault. But yes, I that, like like that was that was an example of of you using a voice for an NPC that wasn't actually his voice. It was just what he was left with after being turned into this thing. Right. And I think, though, there's a good point there for the GMs, which is, yes, do the voices, but at the same time, you have to be kind of careful, especially if it's going to be a character that's going to end up being around for a while, right? There's a difference between how much the uh, the affect you take on for the merchant that they go to to buy some fish and trail rations for their upcoming journey, right? How much that one matters versus an NPC that's going to be with them mm -hmm. through thick and thin for the next probably three months. Right? What's a, what's a, what's an NPC voice that you remember that wasn't you doing it? Oh, that's not me doing it, but it's not good. I remember you doing Xander. What do you, you remember people doing? Like what did one of your, one of your GMs in the past? Sure. And why uh, did it stick out to you? And was it a good thing or a bad thing? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I think that for the most part, uh, 
I remember you doing lots of different voices because you would always have you had actually a yeah, everybody gets a voice. Adventure. Yes. And I don't remember any one NPC, but I don't think of that in any insulting way. I just mean like yours all relatively fit. I remember you. I do remember you had a funny old lady voice as well. Like because trying to do the old crone voice, I always am picturing like the the um, the witch from Snow White or whatever sure, in yeah, my head. Yeah. You know? When she's trying to give Snow White the apple. Uh, that's who's always in my head when you're doing that kind of voice. Um, How about something but, recent? Have you, have you done any recent yeah, games where no, someone, did, someone done a, had done a voice? Yes, 100%. I, that's what I was going to go to. So very recently, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, two examples. Okay, here's one. One is, and they're both, they're both familiars. So I'm playing in a game right now, which we'll have to talk about in a later podcast. But needless to say, there are lots of wizards and two members of the party have familiars that talk. Okay, because familiars can talk, some of them. And one of them has a lizard who can talk out loud. And the lizard, I would describe him as a sexual deviant. (laughs) All right. And that's conveyed through the voice. And that's conveyed through the voice because he's always like, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, yeah, that's looking real good. And somebody be like, yeah, that's shut great. up. That's like, shut up, lizard. I'm going to smack you and be like, oh, I wish you would. You know what oh, I mean? Like, oh, no. Yeah. He's that's that kind great. of character. So and the lizard's funny because he's a tiny lizard. And then there's a bird who's named Hey, Hey. And Hey, Hey can only say hey. Right. It's the only word he knows. Okay. But he talks and communicates through the word like, "hey." Is it Nemo? It's a. It's kind of one of these things where, like, uh, it's a Pikachu type of situation where he can only say his own name, like he's a Pokemon. Right. So it's it, all about inflection. It's all about inflection, and so the GM actually will communicate to us what "hey hey" is seeing because he's often like our scout bird, you know. Will communicate to us what he's seeing solely through how he changes the inflection mm-hmm. of. Hey, 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 you know, or or like, hey, 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 you know, like, mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Like, that's what he'll do, that kind of thing. That settles it for that character. That's yeah. nice. I like that. Yeah. So I think it matters a lot. And even it's funny because the reason I picked those two, there are many other characters throughout there that are that are bigger deals that have distinct voices. Like there's a necromancer who works with us who's like this ultra powerful necromancer and he has exactly the voice you would expect, right? The like low, almost growl, gravelly necromancer voice. And that's fine. He's he's what it says on the tin is what you get. Great. He sets the tone, we get it with him. But those those little familiars are so innocuous, like they're not really part of most stories. They're just little things that follow us around. But they're really interesting color because of their personalities and the voices that they have and the way that the DM uh, brings them to life through that. It makes them feel more unique and memorable. How many times do you even care or remember your familiars? Or let me put it this way other characters familiars in a game very occasionally but when they're voiced well right. almost always yeah so my ultimate answer to this i think where i would land on is definitely do the voices be aware of how impactful and large the role is and be wary there on doing something too silly or too difficult if it's a character you're going to have to voice a lot because remember you have to keep doing it it's going to hurt your throat if you're yelling the whole time. Right. 
Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's not a minor thing. Yeah. Uh, we've we've both we've all done characters. You're gonna be playing happen. for eight hours in, in a game, and you lose your voice halfway through the game. That that presents an issue. I mean, that's not something to be trifled with. <laughs> you need exactly. your voice, especially if you're the GM. Yeah, yeah. So I think just heed those rules and and, and sort of are they're more guidelines. Speaking of, I, voices. I would go further and even say even if you don't think you're good at voices, you should do them anyways to get practice. Um, because you'll get better at it. You'll get better at, at voicing your characters and giving them the right tone and the right tenor. And it, it will enrich your games um, when you do so. I think in, in total, like, I, I think this is a clear yes. Like, there, it, 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 the answer is not no, right? Agreed, so 100%. Voices, the answer is not ever going to, it's never going to be no, okay? So try to use your voices. Find new voices, you know? Listen to what other GMs are doing and... See if you can you can mimic some of that or take a little bit of it and say, oh, well, I like the way he, he voiced that character. I can use something like that for another character in one of my games over here, you know? So, yes, use voices. Absolutely. Undesign. Undesign. There it is. All right. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Give us some kind of rating or note or something on iTunes or whatever you do. We appreciate that. Hopefully we'll be on okay. more. Star. Yeah, not, not that one. Uh, better rating than that, hopefully. Give it the stars you think is right. Whatever that is. And hopefully we'll be on more podcast and distribution methods soon. I'll figure that all out, I promise. And uh, yeah, but as, as for that, thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. 